0: Oh, what's up? Welcome back to the Optimal Performance Podcast. I'm your host, Sean McCormick. You can find me at RealSeanMcCormick on Instagram or Optimal Performance Podcast on Instagram. And I'm just going to say it again. I said it last time. Well, thank you. Thank you for being here. I love that you love this stuff because it is totally fascinating to me. I mean, zombie cells, I'm sure you clicked on that and you're like, oh, what are we talking about? (laughs) It's fascinating stuff. Uh, Behind the scenes, I have been working really hard on putting together this, uh, this pilot program for uh, the Virtual Biohacking Assistant. It, it's going to be big. Uh, it very well could be massive. And what it does is it uses this platform and leverages AI to help guide you toward biohacking resources and products and information that will help you focus on the areas that you want. I know that it can sometimes be overwhelming. You're not sure what resources to, to, to look at when you're interested in one particular area. And with 285 of these episodes, uh, it's tough to know where, how to search, what to look for keywords. And so we've made it really easy for you. If you want to try this, if you want to be involved, I would love to have you in our pilot program so that we can test this out, see if you dig it. It would mean a lot to me and you would get a lot out of, a lot out of it. Uh, so just send me an email Sean at SeanMcCormick.com and just say I'm in in the subject line if you want to say hey what's up you know you I love the podcast man like that these are my favorite episodes I would love to hear that too but that's cool if if, uh, if you just want to say I'm in and you want to be emailed for me uh, with this uh, with this cool stuff that we're building uh, let me know. On today's episode, we're joined by Steve Matheson, and Steve is a—he's sort of an underground biohacker dude. He makes stacks. He is uh, an inventor. He's founded companies and, and and sold companies, and he's a really fascinating person. Uh, this guy's story is is really is really interesting. And what we talk about today is literally zombie cells. Some of you science aficionados will know that a senescent cell is a cell that basically goes dormant and it's not it doesn't it, you don't it doesn't die you don't like excrete it or release it but basically it uh, it goes dormant like a zombie undead cell it recruits other zombie senescent cells toward it it also off-gasses uh, stuff that you don't want and over time, we accumulate these cells. So by the time you're 65 or so, 18% of all of the cells in your body are senescent cells. Like, kind of astounding, that uh, uh, the, the accumulation over time. So we talk about all sorts of cool details. Uh, we basically, senescent cells emit uh, chemicals. And, and there are because there are 240 different types of cells in the body, there's all sorts of different types of senescent cells. So through this stack called Senolytics, which I have been on a cycle of recently, uh, Steve has also had some pretty astounding results. He's tracking his HRV. He's regrowing hair. He's having skin issues resolve themselves uh, by by literally getting rid of these zombie cells. I'm saying literally too much, but uh, I'm trying to explain this clearly. Uh, super fascinating conversation that we have, and um, he also shares kind of towards the end eight things that he focuses on for, for biohacking that he makes part of his daily routine. Um, and he he flies pretty under the radar. Um, he's, you, you can't really find that much information about him, and uh, I kind of like that about him, I'll to be totally honest, <laughs> so uh, here's a couple of quotes from the episode. I'm looking for stuff to help people with their aging issues. I want to be a super 90-year-old. That's one of the early promises of Setolytics, is that it'll extend our health span. Pretty pretty cool stuff, cutting-edge biohacking stuff, and uh, I'm so excited to bring it to you. Uh, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Steve Matheson. And we're here with Steve Matheson, who is a medical device inventor, the co-founder of Combolytics, uh, engineer, hacker, biohacker. Uh, jack of all trades, Steve. Welcome to
1: the Optimal Performance Podcast. Oh, it's awesome to be here, Sean. I'm I'm really uh, looking forward to this experience. First podcast for me, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> uh, I,
0: uh, I doubt this will be the last after uh, after every, after uh, your big your big coming out party out of the podcast world. Uh, cool. I, I like to start every podcast with the same question. Um, you know, you and I have had conversations before about some of the things, some of the compounds and stacks that you developed for, for longevity and for health. So um, if you could please tell us what time is it where you are right now and what have you put into
1: your body? Okay, so it's about 6 p.m. And uh, where I am, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And what have I put into my body? So, uh, I, I I start off the morning uh, taking my centelitics, right? So I've I've developed a Senolytic, uh stack basically. I also take a bunch of uh, multivitamins, uh, standard stuff, you know. I take my omega threes and all that kind of stuff. I was taking a lot of stuff, so I was doing I was taking so much uh, vitamins I would have to do it twice a day. And so I've kind of cut back on that. I Generally, I start the morning with a protein shake that I jack up with a bunch of other stuff. Uh, I put some extra collagen in it. I put a lot of green uh, powder stuff in it and uh, start with that. I also take uh, ketones. So I take uh, magnesium BHB first thing then. Uh, My wife calls that the poo juice. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) anyways, uh, you know, it has an effect on the bowels. So I, I... that's kind of what I do. But the, the key is the analytics. That's something you don't do every day. Right? That's something you do on a cycle. So and you don't have to do it like continually. You do it for a period of time and then you stop. And this was developed, uh, this, this process, they call it hit and run. Uh, and that term comes from the Mayo Clinic. That's what they kind of call it. Um, and I just said, well, you well, know, most people aren't going to react very well to that but a lot of the people in this kind of market space understand what a cycle is and they understand what a stack is so we've started using those kinds of terms but you know it's uh and then i i, I start off with my uh, my morning workout you know which is uh i do uh, i do katsu uh my co-founder dr keaton patel he got me into katsu uh He knows the guy who's done the Vasper machine, the guy that created that. Uh, And he says, oh, you got to check out uh, Katsu. I was like, holy shit, that's really cool. So I started doing that uh, a month and a half ago. I've already noticed a a, a difference in the, I wouldn't call what I have a physique, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, I used to lift pretty heavy back, uh, you know, 20 years ago. And that's something uh, I don't mind saying. I'm 64 years old. And I don't feel a day over – I'm going to say a day over 50 um, because that's the last time I got into a fight in a bar. And I feel like right now that I could do that again. I probably got maybe three to five seconds of fury in me and then that would be it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's, it's life. I just – I feel – I know a lot of other 60-year-olds that don't feel anywhere near like the way I feel.
0: Yeah. And I – your i mean your 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 pep and your tempo you know we've been we've been talking off and on here you know recently uh, as we've, be, we've become to know each other um and you certainly don't come across as as 64 you know and and because longevity um anti-aging age reversal is a big big topic for us i would love mm-hmm. let's just start right at senolytics um what is it how did you develop it what does it do and why should people care
1: well uh I kind of stumbled on, like, I'm a very curious person. I like to know what's going on. So I'm constantly reading headlines and stuff, and something intrigues me. So I saw this headline that said, zombie cells may be killing you. So I'm a Walking Dead fan, and I'm a science fan. And I'm like, what kind of bullshit is that? What do they mean, zombie cells? That's just bullshit, right? So I read the article, and I find out about these senescent cells. And senescence is basically when something has stopped progressing. So senescence is a form of cellular uh, death, but still alive, right? So that's where the zombie thing comes in. The cells are alive, but they're dead. So I'm reading all these articles, and then I start reading the clinical docs on PubMed and biorivics and all that kind of stuff, and I realize that uh, that there's an opportunity here, that I can do this. I can participate in this grand experiment on a personal level. So I start looking at the compounds, and I go, okay, well, they're using quercetin uh, and dasatinib in these clinical trials that the Mayo Clinic. And they've done two successful human trials. And I'm like, okay, that's really cool. Well, I can get quercetin. I don't want to use dasatinib, although I could get it. Uh, there's sources you can get it out of India, but you would definitely want to have it tested when you got it. And then I'm like, okay, so what is equivalent to dasatinib in a natural compound? So I start researching, what does dasatinib do? How does it do it? And then I just start know researching that. So I find a compound uh, that is that does very similar things. So desatinate is primarily used in leukemias, two types, very specific types of leukemia. And I find this compound uh, that's really common, people use it sometimes for weight loss. It's called EGCG, green tea. Well, that has very similar properties to desatinate. It's an mTOR and kinase inhibitor. Uh, it acts on similar pathways. Um, It has been used in clinical trials on uh, uh, leukemia patients, uh, reasonably successful. So I was like, okay, I can do that. Then they're talking about facetin and facetin being better than quercetin. So I'm like, okay, I got to look at that. The biggest problem with those are both polyphenols. Hmm. So the biggest problem with polyphenols is bioavailability. A lot of that does not get absorbed and it just passes through your body. So what can I do? To enhance that well then you turn to things like what they call TCM and Ayurveda so TCM is traditional Chinese medicine and Ayurveda is the you know the Indian uh, methods that they've been using for two three four thousand years of stuff so they they do a lot of things in combination so I looked at you know these different compounds work on uh, the same problem but through different pathways And this is becoming very much more popular in the pharma industry as well, is to address these issues with multiple compounds. And so I was like, okay, multiple compounds, a combination of Senolytics. Ha! There's the name for the company, Mm -hmm. Combolytics. Um, So that's basically what it was. It's just a curious, odd news title that got me going on this thing. So the first thing I did was I bought some and I hadn't read enough. So I didn't really know what I was doing, and I'm just gobbling this stuff, right? <laughs> da, 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 da. Okay, okay. Now, now what, right? So now I was like, okay, oh, yeah, you know, did that really did I do it right or not? So then, I dug more deeply into how everything works and how you're supposed to take it and why you're supposed to take it in the way you take it. So, the thing with Cenalytics is there's 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 a whole bunch of different areas. So you start off with these senescent cells. Well, what do senescent cells do? They emit a bunch of different chemicals, and they call that SASP. They also have other properties, right? So a senescent cell is very different looking from a normal cell. We have over 240 different cell types in our body. That's a lot of different cell types. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Almost every one of those, except for a few in the brain, can become senescent. So... That presents another problem that we'll talk about in a little bit. But so because of all these different cell types and stuff, I'm like, okay, so how do I do this? Well, the desatinib and the and the cresatin, they act in a particular way on a particular group of cells. So they work on adipose tissues and endothelial tissues. Fortunately or unfortunately, we have a lot of adipose tissues in us. That's the fat cells. And then the endothelial cells. That's like your, the linings of things, mm-hmm. so the linings of your blood vessels, the linings of your organs, the linings of your, in your body cavities. So endothelial cells are everywhere the, around your brain, the sac that's around your brain. That's all endothelial cells. So there's a lot of um, benefit to getting rid of that. So both chrysetin and facetin act on those two cell types. But senescent cells have some really interesting properties that they like to collect around areas of uh, damage. So if you've had a heart attack, you can have um, senescent cells in your heart. If you have damaged your knee, you'll have them in your knee. So the senescent cells will be in different parts of your body. Some of them will be everywhere uh, and some of them won't. So it, it's, it's not a I, I, senescent senolytics, the compounds that kill senescent cells, there's not a silver bullet. There's not one single one that's going to get rid of all of your senescent cells or the majority. And you don't really want to get rid of all your senescent cells. You're actually born with senescent cells. They're absolutely necessary for our survival uh, in the early stages. So as we are born, we have these senescent cells inside us. Uh, They help us grow. They help us, uh, they help deal with inflammatory issues they help deal with uh damages and things like that because they create a little bit of inflammation when you're young and so that stimulates your immune system Hmm. and you need them right so you have to have them. there's a purpose for them that's when you're really young like a baby as you get a little bit older these senescent cells then become even more important so when you're in your 10 to 25 30 year old range we all know that cancer is constantly being created in our body right and our immune system is working to defeat that well another process that happens is as a a cell is in the process of reproducing it can become a new cell so you can have a skin cell that uh, gets reproduced and becomes another skin cell and it continues on and it's happy or it can be damaged, have damaged uh, DNA and become cancer because it got damaged by the sun. So like for my arm, which you probably can't see very good, I have a bunch of uh, sun damage that happened when I was a kid. Uh, Being a redneck uh, farm boy, hanging my arm out the window, getting sunburned. So these, these cells are important early on. The problem is Senescent cells don't die and this is where the zombie moniker comes from. You have to actually kill them They're going to live forever and they're going to continue to emit a bunch of different chemicals called SASP a lot of these are cytokines uh, Different types of proteins that are harmful. So this whole cytokine thing is happening When you're young and you get damaged or hurt, they're absolutely necessary. You need them The problem is every time you get hurt or damaged and something goes wrong there's more senescent cells created. And these senescent cells don't die. They just accumulate. So you get more and more and more and more. They don't know exactly how many cells you have in your body, but they've done tests on primates to figure this out. And they feel that when you start young, a young primate starts off with anywhere from 5 to 7% senescent cells. By the time the primate reaches uh, full maturity and is ready to die, they have up to 17% percent senescent cells
2: mm.
1: so and it kind of goes in three stages I don't know if you've heard about the uh, that we age in three stages thing they've done a bunch of blood tests on a like over 30,000 people and there's certain protein markers in the blood that indicate that we age in three phases uh, from about 0 to 35 mm. 35 to about 65 and then 65 on up well senescent cells work the same way so from 0 to 35 they grow maybe like that when you hit 35 to 60 they grow like that when you hit 65 they go like that it becomes Mm -hmm. exponential and again because they don't die a normal death and when we're young in that 30 0 to 35 range our our immune system is very powerful and so if there's excess senescent cells the immune system deals with them clears them out and everything's fine. As we get a little older, our immune system starts to weaken for a variety of reasons. One of those reasons is that the senescent cells are accumulating, hmm. and so our immune system get, comes under attack. Remember, I said that almost every cell can become senescent. Yeah, you get senescent cells in your immune system. Where,
0: where in your immune system would the so yeah? So your,
1: your T cells, the thing, the the what creates your T cells. Can become senescent, so your T cells um, are weakened, and the process of creating them gets weakened. So we produce fewer of them. Hmm. So the whole immune system gets crippled by uh, senescent cells. Yeah. Then, as we and so there's there's so many uh, the whole zombie thing is just a, one of the perfect analogies for yeah. this because as we age and we accumulate these things, they've already found three. Uh, of these cytokines that recruit nearby cells. So these zombie cells are out biting other cells, their Uh, neighbors. Right. Right. So, so one zombie cell can create two, three, four, five of its neighbors and turn them into zombie cells as well. Uh And they found, um, and, and they've done a lot of different kinds of tests to figure this kind of stuff out. For example, they'll take a young mouse, right? And they'll take old aged tissue from an older mouse, they'll put it into the young mouse and the young mouse will become old very rapidly. Wow. Yeah. And it's because of the senescent cells and they'll do the same thing. They'll take young cells from a mouse and put them into an old mouse and they can become young. So they know that. So it's this, this whole cellular degradation that happens in the, on the senescent side of things has this vast impact on us. So that, uh, the whole recruiting thing one cell one senescent cell in 10,000 and we have around i think it's 36 billion cells so if 10% of those are senescent you're looking at 360 million cells that are senescent that's a problem yeah right one one cell in 10,000 is bad there's negative effects from that we need like to reduce that down to one cell in 30,000 Right. Go back to where we have, you know, seven to 10 percent senescence or five to seven percent senescent cells in our bodies. So the problem in figuring out how many senescent cells we have arises in that that wide variety of different cell types. So every cell, again, type could become senescent. And what that does then is each cell reacts slightly different to the senescence process and creates different chemicals so this chemical group is called SASP, SASP senescence associated secretory phenotype and right now there is an open database that has a documented over 500 of these cytokines that senescent cells can emit huh. not not every cell will emit all 500 in fact none of them emit all 500 right but uh, one type of let's say a skin cell becomes senescent it might emit 200 or 300 of the 500 uh, an adipose cell might emit 150 to 300 of those 500 all mixed together all those cytokines are pouring through your body causing trouble the biggest trouble they cause is inflammation
2: yeah. and we all
1: know that you know inflammation is a killer yeah. you know it causes it causes all kinds of issues. Now. I'm going to just step back a little bit and we talked. I talked a little bit about mice, right? So, mice are are, are a great little model for testing certain things. Um, I'm going to mention Alzheimer's. So, in Alzheimer's, mice don't get it naturally, right? So, what they have to do is they genetically modify mice. So they get Alzheimer's. They don't get tau entanglement. They don't get that kind of stuff, right? So they have to modify these mice to test the drugs because a lot of these drugs that they're using for Alzheimer's are dangerous and harmful as they're developing them. So they test these Alzheimer's drugs on mice and they go, holy cow, this worked amazing on this mouse. But that mouse could never have gotten Alzheimer's without being genetically modified. So then they go, okay, now we gotta get this, You know, we're not killing the mice, let's do a phase one trial for safety and see what happens, and it's an utter failure.
2: Hmm.
1: And it's an utter failure because mice don't get Alzheimer's. So there's, over the last, I think it's 20 years, over $38 billion has been spent trying to find uh, effective treatments for Alzheimer's, and basically it's an abysmal failure. Now, do mice get naturally get senescent cells probably yes, right? they do. yeah absolutely they do every mammal does plants get senescent cells huh right so almost every living thing gets senescent cells what that does mean is that you got a really good chance if it works on a mouse it's gonna work on another mammal and we happen to be mammals yeah. so what they found is that a very high prevalence of things uh, sen- uh, senolytics that work in mice actually work in humans in the petri dish so you have your in vitro petri stuff you get your in vivo animal testing and then we have our phase ones creating drugs out of these natural compounds is what the pharma industry wants to do sure. right so and i don't blame them you know i, I like making money um <laughs> I, I i get it right and a lot of them are doing it for the right reason, where they want to, you know, improve mankind and heal all these things. And one of the, I guess, one of the leaders of that is Unity. Uh, and that's, you know, a, a biopharma company that's working on senolytics, And they're targeting very specific issues. So they're targeting macro uh, uh, macular degeneration caused by uh, diabetes they're also targeting osteoarthritis of the knee Hmm. and a few other things so they're looking at these bcl inhibitors and things like that uh and they in the petri dish they seem to work pretty good in mice they seem to work pretty good uh they've just failed their first trial on the osteoarthritis for the knee one Hmm. they there was no statistical difference in it uh so it probably needs a few tweaks before it actually works but when the Mayo Clinic did their phase one human trials with quercetin and Desatinib, they were actually successful. They were actually able to show that they were able to reduce the SASP burden in humans with quercetin and disatinib. So the natural stuff is really good. Now, desatinib is not natural. Of course, it's a you know a chemo drug for cancer. But again, we have the opportunity, even on its own, Cercetin and Facetin are both pretty potent analytics without the help of the the chemo drug. So we just have to support that with something else. And that's kind of what we're doing as a company is looking at other compounds. So we have a, um, our chief um, science officer, Dr. Uh, Siriam Pandey. He's uh, working out of the University of Windsor in, here in Ontario, Canada. And he is doing things related to cancer research. One of the interesting compounds that he's worked on is actually dandelion. Hmm. And he got the first human trial uh, to study the effect of dandelion root on cancer. And they had really good results from it, but uh, they didn't have a good company running the trial and things kind of went astray on them. So he's our chief science officer and he's looked at what we're doing and he's you know offered a lot of help uh, with that sort of thing. Um so that's uh you know the the long story short is that there is a huge upside to cetylitics yeah and there is a wide variety of of uh cell types that we have to address so there's not going to be a silver bullet even in the natural space there's going to have to be other compounds other natural compounds found and there are there's uh, uh again we go to ayurveda there's piper uh, piperlongamine, which is uh from the long pepper which has really good stuff our, our 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 cso dr pandy has worked with piper in on the cancer side of things uh it's actually another very potent anti-cancer anti-inflammatory uh, compound and you know it's it's like the curcumin thing like curcumin is a mild senolytic hmm. but when you mix it with black pepper right it helps yeah. to activate it right? right so the pipe it, it changes the the, uh, the way the enzymes in our our liver Process these kinds of things, right? So it, it's a matter of just finding these complementary compounds right and experimenting with a bit so Experimenting that's what I like to do. I yeah. like to make make stuff yeah. and experiment, with it, yeah. right? So a year About 14 months ago, that's when I started on this little journey and I started my experimenting and I f- refined the formula with help and I'm, I've taken it and I'm, I'm going to say I'm the result of Yeah, I, I, I want
0: to, I, I, I definitely, I definitely want to talk about your results because I know that you've been tracking yeah. this pretty closely. And, uh, uh, and so I'm really curious to see what you've found because I know that you're also tracking certain biomarkers through this mm-hmm. process, which I think is, uh, I think is pretty fundamental to doing the sorts of N of one research. Um, but I want to sort of recap and, and sort of like, you know, Uh, explaining it to a third grader for me in my simple mind, like thinking about we have these zombie cells, we're born with them. We have a a sort of like an acceptable rate of growth of these, these zombie cells, these senescent cells as we get into our, you know, into our, into our thirties and into our sixties, but really after our sixties, they pick up a lot and we have too many of them and we accumulate them. And in order to um, reduce uh, the, the number of senescent cells, the, you know, from 60,000 for one, one to 60,000 to one to, to, to 30,000, we have to basically flush them out. We have to write, we have yes. to be able to like, um, um, get rid of them out of our bodies because what this is, is like, this is the heart of longevity, right? This, this would, this yeah. would be, is this, is this, uh, anti-aging or is this age reversal? Like, how do you, how do you tend to mm-hmm. think about it?
1: i I, that that's a good question i uh i think about it that it is so in the studies and i I don't want to speculate too much but in the studies what they find found with the mice is that they improve the quality of their health to the point of their genetic lifespan Hmm. so they have very small impact on extending the lifespan right but they have a very large impact on expending or extending the health span. Yeah. So we have to stop. We have to kind of go, okay, so I want to be a healthy 80 year old. I mean, I want to be a super 80 year old. I want to be a super 90 year old and my genetics and my family, most of my predecessors lived well into their nineties. So if I could be a healthy 90 year old, that would be pretty exciting. So that's kind of, I think that's one of the early promises. Of, uh, of Senolytics, is that it will extend our health span. Will it extend our lifespan? I, I think that at some point it will, because if people start using it younger, right? So this exponential rise that we see that that they see that happens once you hit like 50, if people start controlling, again, I'm going to use the uh, the COVID thing, flatten the curve, right? So if we start killing the senescent cells that we don't need at all, Uh, When you're 35 or 40 years old, you don't need them. Do so again. This works on what I'm going to say is a a cycle or a course. Do one course a year. Kill a bunch of your senescent cells every year. Hmm. When you're 35, 40, 35, 36, 37, 38, 40, do that once a year. Then when you hit 40, do it twice a year. When you hit 50, do it three times a year. When you hit 60, do it four times a year. And the reason for that is that as we age, there are I mean there's nine theories of aging so there's a lot of stuff going on <clears throat> in our bodies right and we don't have control over all of it so keeping a lid on it keeping it down here down low and not letting it get up here
2: yeah. i think
1: that's where the real benefit is so i i've 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 given my uh program to 14 people most of them are my age um my uh, some of my relatives, one of them has rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, his wife has uh, adult onset diabetes type two, so they uh, they've had issues. Now, I'm not going to say that it's the synolytics, but since he started taking them, he's not he's been in remission on his uh, rheumatoid hmm. for about a year now, and that's the longest in the last three years that he's gone in remission. Huh. It's an autoimmune disease, and if you look up, like one of the things I challenge people to do is pick your favorite disease <laughs> and add and add senescent cells to the end of it. So heart disease, senescent cells, don't have to put anything fancy in there. Hit Google with that, and you're going to find out that heart disease is highly related to senescent cells. Same with a lot of the autoimmune diseases, right, because your immune system is messed up, and this helps to correct it getting rid of the senescent cells. Yeah. Uh, potentially. Right.
0: And and these, and these types of cells, um, that are associated with different organs or the brain or the heart, you know, right? Like, so uh, as they, as, as they as these zombified sort of undead they're there, but they're not alive, but no, they're not, they're not only there and not alive, but they're also recruiting other zombies and, Mm -hmm. and, and sort of off gassing this shit we don't need that we don't want in our body. By yeah. going through a course, a stack of this protocol, um, we're flushing out the extra stuff that we don't need. We're actually like excreting and, and through detox pathways, right, to get rid of yep. these senescent cells, so that so that that buildup is 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 slowed down. Yeah so, yeah. so so tell
1: so tell us tell us about your experience. So uh, I, I've experienced a couple of different things. So I <clears throat> I mentioned that. <coughs> Sorry. The actinic keratosis that I have. So, uh, not a big concern, but it's uh, what they call pre cancer. Uh, if you talk to some doctors, they'll tell you, well, it's actually the slowest form, slowest growing form of cancer. It's actually ca- cancer. So, I'm checking my skin, looking at that, and I'm going, I've got one spot that has actually disappeared. I have mm-hmm. two spots that have gone down significantly. I'm like, okay, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm looking at this in uh, with a magnifying glass in the bathroom, and my wife has one of those ten times magnifying mirrors, right? So I had a spot on the side of my nose that wouldn't go away for the last four years. I thought it, at first I thought it was because of lack of moisture. It seemed to happen, to get worse in the winter, that sort of stuff. I tried all my wife's lotions and potions. It never moisturized, right? Never went away. So I'm looking at that, and it's like pretty much gone i'm like wow that's really cool and as i'm looking in the mirror i look up into my forehead which has risen quite a bit compared to where it used to be and i see these what i think initially is blackheads i'm like what the heck is going on with my head and i look closer and i go holy shit that's new hair and then i'm like oh that's kind of strange but this is what's expected uh regrowth of hair is what happens with the mice uh Lesions in their skin go away their eyes become brighter mice have a thing called a nesting instinct So as they get older they lose that nesting instinct like mice always want to burrow into your wall and build a little nest and make a little home As they get old they lose that instinct. So when they're treated with senolytics They regain their eyesight or they improve their eyesight their eyes have become clear they get their hair back They regain their mobility their hang time on stuff increases and they regain their nesting instinct huh. up in, up until the day they die. Wow. So uh, I'm looking at my hair coming back. I'm looking at the the improvement in my skin, on my face, and my arm. I'm going, well, that's pretty cool. So I had talked to uh, Dr. Patel about uh, – I had approached him early on when I first was getting started, and I didn't know what I was talking about, right? But I had met the guy, and I thought, i got to get this, this Keaton in, involved in this. This is really cool. Then he kind of blew me off. So – when this happens, I get this thing. I send him the email with the picture of my hair. And he says, so when do you want to get together? <laughs> yeah. And I said, well, I'm available tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, nice. So we got together. And he said, have you ever noticed anything else? So I show him my arm and I show him the spot. He says, so he's he's like really excited about my arm. <laughs> and I said, what about my hair? He said, I don't care about your hair. He said, this is really cool. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. And so this is, uh, again, this is part of the body being able to heal itself. Like, I, you know, it's, it's you enable your immune system again. You reduce the inflammation, uh, theoretically. Mm-hmm. And uh, boom. And that's all what it's about. It gives your body an opportunity to do what it actually was really good at when you were 30. Yeah. Which is healing itself. Uh, now, when I'm 64, my body actually heals pretty quick. It's kind of crazy. If I get a little cut or a scratch, like I used to heal in two or three days, and then it kind of started slowing down, that's back. I heal quickly. The other thing I noticed, when I work out hard, I don't get sore like I used to. Huh. The other thing that I noticed is when I do a stack, I lose weight.
0: What? Uh, because you're actually shedding the senescent
1: cells that actually have a weight? Possibly. Huh? Right. right. So I weigh, I weigh 185 pounds. So at my age, theoretically, at least 10% of my body is senescent cells. Hmm. So that's 18 and a half pounds of senescent cells in my body. Think about that. You weigh whatever you weigh, right? At your age, you know, you probably have, like I probably have more than 10%, but at your age, you probably have 10%. That's kind of like the median, hmm. right? So you have whatever amount of cells. Now, if I was 70, I would probably have 17%. So now I go from 18 and a half to like 27 pounds wow. of dead cells in my body oh my trying to kill me.
0: <laughs> Tried to make I'd, you undead. That's bizarre. Yeah. And I like,
1: I, I like those kinds of numbers because, you know, it's, it's – yeah, It makes it practical. Uh, it, it does. I, 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 when I was looking at this kind of stuff, I was looking at the number of cell types and all this kind of stuff. I kind of got wrapped up into the, the Krebs cycle, right? So I'm looking at the Krebs cycle, the ATP to ADP process, and I saw a really interesting fact about that. And that was like how much material. So you're changing the state of a particular molecule from... Positive to negative so that it can that negative can go out there with the extra electron and give off that electron. So you have energy. In that process, there's material cycling through how much material is cycling through in a day to keep your brain running, your eyes running. So your brain uses the most energy. Your eyes use the second amount. Your body uses the rest. Hmm. Right. So I'm looking at this and I'm going, wow. And I look at the watts. And I go watts. That's neat. How many watts is that? Well, that's 325 AA battery cells. Hmm. That's how much power is being created in the course of a day to run my body. And then I'm looking at the the amount of material, and I see this thing, and it says your body weight. I said my body weight. So there's in state change 185 pounds. Of material changes state in my body every day to create that energy so people we are amazing like you know we are an amazing organism so complex it's bizarre and everything's interlinked
0: seeing how you are you know this this sort of uh you know mad scientist you know sourcing ingredients and making stacks and trying them out with yourself to, to see the effect and having some, some results, you know, one thing that, the, that, that I think is really important is the individualization of, of health, um, not, not disease prevention, not disease maintenance, but like actual health and longevity. And for someone like yourself, who, who's researching and at the cutting edge of this stuff, um, where do you see the future of individualized medicine? Because it's clear to me that especially with COVID and people being isolated and, 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 and still needing medical attention, but maybe being less likely to go in and see a doctor, less likely to go to the hospital, it sort of redirects attention to people getting services from home, right? Getting a blood test, doing a stool test, doing, you know, testing your deuterium and sending it out and getting, getting some results back and then making adjustments. Um, where do you see, where do you see the future of, of sort of like custom bespoke, uh,
1: um, uh, health and medicine? Uh, I, I, I mean, that, that's, that's a, that's a big scope of stuff. Right. I, and I, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I won't say that I'm an original thinker, but I'm a very curious person. And so I'm, I constantly read, I I don't know, I probably spend four or five hours a day reading and Oh, my gosh, I I, I, personalized medicine, I think, is uh, it's prime to really launch. But the problem is, is it's very complex right now for a lot of people. Right. And it needs to be as easy as picking up a phone used to be. Hmm. Right. Not my you know, it's great to have it on the smartphone today. That's going to be fine. Um, There's going to become more and more sensors uh, that we'll be able to hold in our hand. Uh, blood analysis, things like that. That instead of sending stuff away to the lab, you'll have a sensor for a particular test that you want done. They'll ship you the sensor. It'll be Bluetooth enabled. You'll, you know, put a drop of blood on it, and you'll have your phone. You go, oh, I got that result right now. So those are the kind of the future things that are going to happen. In the short term, we have to deal with sending stuff off to the lab. So I'm waiting. One of the things I'm waiting for is I've got a, a methylation test out. Uh, And I'm waiting for my results. They're promising them by the end of this month because uh, of COVID, all the reagents are getting sucked up for testing uh, Mm -hmm. there. So they had a reagent shortage issue. So um, those kinds of things, the home testing for blood, I think, but even, uh, you know, all the stuff that you can do today, very simple stuff, you know, just, you know, home blood pressure testing. Um, I've been playing with heart rate variability uh, that sort of stuff. And I, 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 that's a really cool one because as we age, our heart becomes locked into a particular uh, set of cycles, right? So uh, when you're younger, your heart rate doesn't beat. You know, if you've got 60 beats a minute, it's not every minute. It's 59 seconds, uh, 101 seconds. It varies continually, mm-hmm. right? As you get older, it locks in like a metronome. Tick, 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 tick. And that's bad right? And that's controlled by your autonomic, autonomic nervous system. So can I fix that? Can I fix my heart rate, make it more variable? Yeah, you can with uh, vagus nerve stimulation. There's a whole bunch of ways to do that. So going back to, uh, so there's tests that I can do for that. So I have a little device that I get and I put it on my finger and it, it's Bluetooth, you know, it's on my phone so I can see my heart rate variability. I started doing that about eight months ago checking my heart rate variability when i read about that and i read about vagus nerve stimulation what the benefits to that so there's a a home device that you can get for it's 130 bucks when it's on sale 160 bucks not and a a free app so i buy the thing my wife uses it i use it and when i first started using it my heart rate variability was around 42 so they have a, a scale they take the actual number and they run a couple of factors on it. And you get a scale from zero to hundred for a man, my age, <laughs> a good heart, a good heart rate variability is 56 in, on their scale. And so okay. I'm at 42. I'm like, holy shit, that's not very good. Mm-hmm. My wife, she's at 43. So that's not very good. You know, I'd like her, I'd like to keep her around. <laughs> so anyways, we start doing our, I've got this little thing that I'm playing with, with uh, vagus nerve stimulation. And I've got instantaneous feedback to what I'm doing. So, like lifting weights, you know, what's your one rep max, right? So my one rep max improves continually, right, until I can lift the the bull, right, from the time it was a calf. So now my heart rate variability is at, uh, runs between 55 and 57. So I've had a massive increase in my heart rate variability. I know that I'm doing the right things to help there. And so I'm pretty excited about that. So I get that kind of feedback. Eventually, we'll get that kind of feedback on a lot of other health conditions, and that's what's exciting. You know, you take your blood pressure. My meds good, kind of deal, right? Do I have high blood pressure? Um, My my youngest son, (laughs) who's 36, lives at home, and he's a workout fiend. Like he's 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 a stud. This guy is. He's not a. He's he's that strength dude. He likes. He's into gripping. He's into arm wrestling and that sort of stuff and he's just he's a rock so he's uh starting to go do some stair climbing with 65 pounds of weight on it so he's going up and down the stairs and he says i don't know what my heart rate is he said i don't want to go over i want it to be in a safe range." so i buy him a little pulse oximeter with the heart rate thing Mm -hmm. so there's another perfect little device right so they're like 35 bucks you know what you're your pulse is and you know what your uh blood is if it go your oxygen saturation if it goes below 95 percent, you got a problem well everybody that's uh concerned about getting COVID should have one of these little devices right you know so you can monitor that kind of thing so he knows now that uh, when he's doing his stair thing that he's kind of exceeding what he should be doing because his heart rate is going over 165 and i'm like no you should just you know tone it down a little bit but you know he has a hard time not yeah And uh, so, this whole home stuff, uh, you know, it's it's a growing market, and it allows people to fix things now, right? That want to, but not everybody wants to, right? So you are one of the one percent, and that's you know, you're an early adopter. You're you're excited about new tech and all that kind of stuff, you're trying it out. I I talk to my friends. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about, Steve? Yeah, right. You know, you're off on another wacky trip here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, speaking of wacky trips, you know, I, I like to microdose with my shrooms every now and again, at least once a week. Yeah. But um, none of, I don't know anybody personally, my age group around here, my friends, that do that or would even consider doing it. They're like, oh, you're going to relive your childhood. And I'm like, no, no, no. This is beneficial. Oh, they're like, ah, whatever, right? So it's the early adopters, right, that are going to lead the way, and right. we're going to demand, we're going to demand devices that give us the information that we want, and we're going to pay for it. Like I don't mind paying for something that tells me what I need to know. Yeah. And because of that, those things are going to become more mainstream. And once they come out with a blood test on a chip that I can get an instant result, I'll be first in line to get that.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that was one thing I was going to ask you. Um, since you started your um your your protocol stack um uh with senolytics
1: did you did you do any blood work before or after to track that um so i when i started it i really didn't understand the blood work requirements and, and it's still a little sketchy because there's about five different markers that they can look at and um the first one i started with was crp uh to see if that's the inflammatory signal and so mine has gone down by 30%. My CRP levels. Explain and, what the C, what CRP is. So CRP is your C reactive protein, Got which it. is, uh, it's, a it's, a it's something that when your stress level's high, when your inflammatory system is high, uh, you'll have a high CRP number. Got it. Right. So. I'm I'm pretty good at at controlling my stress. You know, I've done uh, breathing, I've done self-hypnosis, I've done all that kind of stuff over the years, Uh, meditation, all that great stuff that's awesome. Um, So my stress has been under control. So my CRP, basically, when I started checking it uh, about eight months ago, um, that would have been probably my second course that I did, um, was fairly high. I, I was surprised right i was actually shocked at, at, at it and my doctor was like well you know it varies from day to day and blah 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 and i was like wow well, you know okay so th- this is a high day i should see a low day so he wouldn't okay me for a test so i paid for one a week later <clears throat> and it was the same ah. so, so i was like "Huh, okay uh so yeah my my crp levels have come down significantly over wow. the last year yeah mm-hmm. and you know, a lot of people will dismiss that because there's a lot of other things that can affect it. But again, I'm 64 years old. Right. I have a fairly healthy lifestyle. I have a pretty low stress life and um, I eat well. I take, you know, all the uh, antioxidants I'm supposed to take. Um, I have to send you a picture of my little lab and all the. This- I got down there. Yeah. So, you know, I've been into ashwagandha for, you know, over a year, year and a half, probably Mm -hmm. Um, sterile bennies, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Doing that kind of stuff. And even taking those things, my CRP was high. And so I was like, I was kind of surprised at it and of course now there's a little bit of controversy about uh, antioxidants do they actually really work right uh, really truly beneficial uh, or should we let them leave that alone so again that's the beauty of science you know it changes it, it yeah. analyzes it uh, looks at bigger data sets and and finally we uh actually come to the truth it mm-hmm. takes time yeah for sure uh, and i i kind of expect that to happen with with Senalytics. i'm uh and that's why like I've had one of my buddies that I was talking to, he said, well, what happens if you get rid of all the senescent cells in your body? Well, you can't, right? It would be almost impossible to do that. So if that's not a risk factor Got because you. your body makes them constantly. Your body, so uh, I, I read a thing today about um, DNA. So when a cell is getting ready to divide and uh, reproduce or whatever, remanufacture itself, there's 10 to the fifth power that's a lot DNA errors every day in a replicating cell. So extremely high DNA errors all the time, hmm. like constantly in almost every cell in our body. But our body has a system to repair those things. And so it it, it uh, segments things, it, it repairs, and it does all that kind of wonderful stuff. The errors are happening happening constantly. So this whole process of, of getting of aging and whatnot there's a again there's a lot of stuff going on the uh the nine theories of aging so when i first got interested in aging was oh my gosh 38 years ago when i read dirk pearson and sandy shaw's book life extension and it's a pretty thick book and i've still got my original copy and all the little highlights but i was mostly interested so i was in my 30s then I was working hard on lifting heavy certain stuff. So there was a lot of stuff in there about growth hormone and things like that. So that was my primary thing. But, you know, I was reading some of the anti-aging stuff. There was a couple of things that they said in that book that have stuck with me over the years. Number one is that, you know, um, the database, the knowledge base of biological science back then doubled every 13 years. So it took a long time, and that had to do with computing power, right? right. So now so now you have Moore's Law comes right. along right around then, right? So Moore's Law is that computers are going to double in speed and half in price every two years. And so far, Moore's Law has held true. Uh, they're not sure if that's going to get broken in the next little bit, but so far it's held true. Because of this massive computing capability and because of a lot of other things, things are able to be modeled Right. So now the biological database and knowledge base has gone from doubling every 13 years to doubling every seven years. But it's still only doubling every seven years. Mm -hmm. Right. So now we're going to have quantum computing and that's going to solve a whole bunch of other issues and cause a lot of problems. But but now the then it's it's the difference between hardware and software. So biology is software. Computers are hardware. And I've been involved in developing hardware and software. And you can develop hardware a lot faster than you can develop software. And that's always going to be true. So the hardware issue, we're going to see a lot of advances in that. And the software is going to lag behind, as it always does. Mm-hmm. So when computers, the first computers were not the first ones, but the first consumer available ones, like the Sinclair and things like that, uh, they were 8-bit computers. Right. right? And, they had an 8-bit operating system. Then they jumped to 16-bit computers. Holy cow, right? But those 16-bit computers didn't have a 16-bit operating system for three or four years. Uh-huh. They had to run on 8-bit. Then they jumped to 32-bit operating systems. And again, they went up. The operating system lagged behind significantly. Then when it jumped to 64-bit, like we all have sitting on our ta- tables today, it took almost three, two to three years before there was a stable 64-bit operating system. Hmm. So software always lags behind hardware. Hmm. And we see, and that's why biological science is always behind what we think it should be, is because it's software. Ah. You're, d- you're dealing with extremely complex stuff. It takes a lot of actual humans looking at things as opposed to machines, but now the machines are starting to look at things better. We have AI picking out drug candidates for us a lot more rapidly, looking in, deeply into these machine learning, looking into these deep databases and pulling out the information that we need today and going so that's how Satellytics came about right they used ai and machine learning to look at the candidates they they identified how these senescent cells existed they identified how they could be killed and they went and they said okay go find the drugs that do this and the candidates popped to the top and there was 10. three of them are natural compounds Um, so it's it's you know, we're going to see a rapidly accelerating thing. So of the nine theories of aging, four of them are affected by, directly, by senescent cells. So that's, uh, I can't remember all four of them, but mitochondrial dysfunction, um, cell signaling, uh, there's a couple others, right, that are directly affected. So if we can solve the senescent problem, right, right, then we're going to have a positive impact on those other four. So out of the nine Senescent cells makes a huge difference on five of the nine, right? So it's a root cause. That's the thing.
0: Yeah, it's a meta. It's a meta issue when when you can yeah yeah, when you can when you can take a one swing and 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 affect four of the nine causes of aging. You know, it's interesting to me. Is is the you know there's sort of these trends, right? And and I'm I'm so you know i'm such a novice with this stuff i just am fascinated by it. i want to i want to be, i want to be strong and sexy and fast and live a long time and and look good and be happy right like <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: i, I, I want to be that <laughs> right i want to be i want to be a i want to be a, i want to be a, a sports car for as long as i can and yeah. Um, and so, as I pay attention to trends, as I pay attention to the way that 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 medicine is going and, and anti aging and and age reversal is going, it's like there's these trends. And and right now, it seems to be that mitochondria is like is like the it thing. You know, is it? Do you, do you think that like maybe Golgi bodies are going to be like super cool in like five years, or you know, like? is these trends in in longevity and and health and vitality seem to kind of go through cycles like uh where i don't know it's just this this thing that occurred to me like mitochondria is obviously you know the the powerhouse of the cell and you know we all remember that from eighth grade but like uh these the trends are kind of fascinating to me i guess all i'm saying
1: yeah i i I agree It's, it's uh things become hot like antioxidants were hot you know 20 years ago and now right. they're kind of fading because more information is coming but i think those kinds of trends i think that you know telomeres everybody's all excited about telomere yeah, lengthening right. telomeres uh, i'm a i'm a follower of liz Parrish, and i don't know if you know who that is but yeah i mean she she you know she injected herself with her own therapy and uh I, i've looked at the the scans that she's got of her legs and they also have a gene therapy for muscle mass Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Uh, it's phenomenal right so um i i think that they'll come up with something like that for mitochondria as well Mm -hmm. it's it's just that's where we're gonna and eventually you know i think gene therapy is going to be the king gene and stem cell therapy is going to supplant the everything that we're doing today right? Mm. It's going to, we're going to become superhumans. There's, there's, there's that opportunity. Yeah. I, my goal is to get to that point. I, I can't stand waiting for it. Yeah. I, have to use, I have to do something in the short term, right? You got, so, got to go down to the basement, and start tinkering around. Yeah, exactly. So that's, yeah. you know, that's why I, uh, you know, I'm fascinated by the synolytics, I'm fascinated by the vagus nerve stimulation. Uh, you know, the, red light therapy, all those things. You know, I've got a list of about eight things that I do every day. Yeah. Right. And, um, those are all designed to get me through one more year. So one more thing can happen. Yeah. <laughs> right? One more year, one more thing can happen. What are the eight things? Share those things with us. Ah, okay. So, um, the eight things would be, so it's the, the sun-alytics, the red light therapy, the katsu, the vagus nerve stimulation, um, uh, uh, what do you call that stuff there when you the fasting
2: mm-hmm.
1: right so I do I do intermittent fasting um, I do breathing and uh, meditation mm-hmm. uh what else was that's uh that's seven. Six, six, seven. Oh, and I have kittens <laughs> nice <laughs> right so cute animals cute yeah. animals reduce stress Oh, for sure they do. For sure they do. Yeah. So having a pet is, is beneficial, right? So I interact with my, my cats, my kittens on a regular basis. I'm not a a cat freak, but
0: (laughs) that's adorable. It's funny. You know, we, we, uh, we just got chickens, um, six chickens and for, I've never had chickens in my life, you know, and, and in my adult life and, you know, the marriage to my wife before kids, we'd never had a pet, but we moved out, you know, to a couple of acres, um, out out in the islands here in, uh, in the Northwest. And, uh, it's funny just sitting there watching these little baby chicks, yeah. just, just peck on each other and, and hop and flutter their wings is like, yeah. it's so soothing. Like it is, it, it's, yeah. it's definitely a thing. Like we took them outside for the first time today. This is where people are like stopping the podcast and going, Jesus, shut up, Sean. But we took, we, you know, we took our, so we took our six chicks and, uh, outside for the first time today, you know, they've been under the, under the heat lamp and just let them hop around. And we just sat there for like a half an hour, just watching them, And it was so calming. It was so relaxing. So I get the kittens
1: totally. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely, it's tremendously beneficial. Yeah. Uh, I have pets, you know, chickens, fish, you know, fish are a great one. You can sit there and watch them for hours, that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah. So yeah.
1: So that's, that's, uh, that's, that's important stuff. And then social interactions and all that kind of wonderful stuff, you know, that's all good. Yeah, but uh, you know it's. Oh yeah, uh, the other one, other one is of course the. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned the katsu, but yes.
0: Yeah, the katsu. I think.
1: Yeah, that's. A, I think that's a very important one. Um, it, it. I mean this. I've looked at a lot of the videos from uh, Japan in the elderly. Mm-hmm. It's it's bizarre how the positive effect that this has on people. Yeah. It's crazy, right? So start it now. You know, start it now for sure. Start it now.
0: Yeah, well, i I've, I've been enjoying. I've been enjoying my my, my BFR bands from be strong. Um, yeah, I I, I like it a lot. So before we, before we kind of take, take this, this, this podcast home and I ask you the last question, um, just briefly, if you could kind of touch on, um, first of all, you've blown my mind with the zombie cell thing. I think like the just the just the the fact that 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 it's a thing and that we know that it's a thing and that there's there's actually protocols being developed to treat this thing it's again this is sort of like a taking a big swing um, and, and and hopefully, helping a lot of people um, get some vitality back. And um, so you, you blow my mind there. Just briefly, can you can you just touch on one or two uh, of uh, any of the couple of other things that you're that you're noodling around with? That you're doing alchemy
1: in the basement to try to figure out. Well, um, let's see. I got I probably have about twenty different compounds sitting on my shelf downstairs my little lab I, I it a lot of it has to do with bioavailability to me right so there's uh, a a number of different ways it's complementary compounds uh liposomes so like i have my ultrasonic machine so i can make my own liposomal compounds uh stuff like that so it's it's enhancing and increasing the ability to deliver the therapeutic value
2: yeah so
1: that's that's kind of one of the one of the focuses um the other thing that i am playing around with is so my my daughter uh is she's the oldest child that we have and how old is she 40 46 and uh, she's got two boys so anyway she has two chronic conditions both are very nasty one is caused by an allergic reaction to uh, uh, antibiotics called quinolones Hmm. so she has what's called she's been floxied um, and it's a, a very debilitating thing. It causes, um, in some people, tendon ruptures, spontaneous tendon ruptures. It's incredibly painful. Uh, but my daughter's a fighter, and it uh, doesn't stop her, but she endures the pain. So I was experimenting with, uh, I, uh, reading about this, uh, this thing and trying to find a mixture of compounds, and I found some stuff, uh, butter, burr, uh, hyaluronic acid, uh, a couple other compounds to mix together uh, to help address that. And as I'm playing with the hyaluronic acid, you know, I got it on my hands. It's a powder. It's kind of flying around the air a little bit. And I'm like, wow, my hands are silky smooth. <laughs> Isn't this lovely? <laughs> so then I'm like, well, I, I can see why people put this in uh, skin lotions. So then I'm like, mm, I bet I could make some really neat anti-aging skincare products. So every one of the, every time I get involved in a new compound, one of the first things I do is I'll type that in and skincare. Right. So, one of the things that I'm, I'm very excited about is um, NAC, N-acetylcysteine, right? Mm-hmm. So that is, um, a lot of people take glutathione, but a lot of the clinicals that I read indicate that just taking glutathione doesn't stimulate the production of glutathione. It doesn't convert into glutathione, but NAC does. NAC is clinically proven. If you take that stuff, you're going to have more glutathione than if you took just glutathione so I'm looking at glutathione it does a couple of other things and uh, I do glutathione skincare and I look at that and holy shit it does a really neat thing it does angiogenesis and that is it creates new blood cells in your skin mm-hmm. and it's been used as a wound care treatment at a particular dose I'm like I got to do that right because as we age our th- skin gets thinner And as it gets thinner, it doesn't get the nutrients it needs. So I don't want that papery, thin, old man skin. I want robust, thick, you know, sports car skin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I've made, uh, so I I have a base that I use in all of my little experiments. So I I use hyaluronic acid. Um, I use a couple of different oils. One of the oils I use is argan oil. And the reason I use argan oil is because it is supposed to help stimulate the production or the support of uh, elastin. Everybody gets all concerned about uh, uh, collagen in their skin because you do lose collagen from the time you're about 25. Your collagen in your skin is decreasing, so you need to either supplement uh, externally or internally. But elastin is what makes us elastic. Elastin is what gives our joints elasticity. Elastin is what gives our whole body elasticity. Your body only made a certain amount of it. It doesn't remake it. It Ah. needs to be supported. And it's extreme. There's very, very, very few compounds that actually do that. So um, Argan is supposed to be one of them. So that's kind of in my base. Then I add other things to that, right? So I started adding NAC to it. Um, You got to watch NAC because it is very acidic. So, you have to uh, neutralize that with a, a pH balancer. And I started using that on my skin. And there's a little test you can do where you take your skin and you pinch it for five seconds, right? And you have your hand down, you release it, and you watch that snap back. So, when you're younger, in your 30s or so, it's going to snap back in a second, right? At my age, my snap back response time was getting close to 15 seconds, which isn't uncommon. You get somebody that's 80 years old. Holy shit, it could take a minute before hmm. it's back to normal. My step back down is now down to 10 seconds. Wow. So, huh. Yeah. And it was uh, the Sentalytics help to a certain extent. But I wasn't seeing the result that I was hoping to see, and it's probably because the nutrients weren't getting to my skin as my skin gets thinner. So I'm like, okay. So I've been using my NAC skincare product hmm. for the last uh, 30 days, approximately. About yeah, I started it in the middle of September, and um, my skin snapback response is decreasing.
2: <laughs>
1: so I'm like, ah, that's cool. So, but that information is out there, right? Yeah. It's not something you're going to find on the shelf. You're either going to have to make it yourself, or somebody's going to say, "Hey, this does this for that." So they're so I'm looking for stuff that helps people with their aging issues. Awesome, like, yeah, and that's uh, that's my whole thing is, uh, you know, relieving stress yeah. and helping people live longer.
0: Yeah, well, that's that's what that's what I'm that's what I'm doing too, in in a lot of different right. ways. You know, just yep. trying. Trying my best to help people live their best, you know, and um, it's, a, it's a worthwhile cause. And like you said, you know, you, you make it another day, make it another year, make it another, yeah. you know, five years. And, you know, things can change immediately, super quick so that all of these yeah. new technologies are out and, and just, just absolute total game changers when it comes to, to life and vitality. Well, um, you know, typically this would be the part of the part of the show. And I would say, where can people get a hold of you? Where can they buy the products? But, you know, like you're you're kind of like uh, you're kind of flying under the radar in a lot of this stuff, you know, it, yeah. is is there a place where, where people could find some of your work or if they could do
1: a little bit more research about you? Well, we, we have I have a website <laughs> and it's it's pretty sad uh, right now because, again, we are in stealth mode, but uh, combolytics.com c o m b i l y t i c s dot com, and if you want to contact me personally, it's Steve at combulletics dot com. I'll answer any emails. Awesome. Um, we're gonna to have to do a, a, a session on uh, vagus nerve stimulation.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would like to do that. I, it yeah. keeps it keeps coming up. It's been uh, it's come up like two or three times in the last month or so, and I. You know, I could sit here and hum and hope. Hopefully, that works. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I would love, I would love to dive deeper into that. Okay. Um. So my last question is a is a fill in the blank question that's meant to to just sort of illuminate any sort of area. This can be based on anything that you know, any sort of wisdom, and feel free to elaborate as much or as little uh, as you wish. But if you would please fill in the blank, everyone would
1: benefit from knowing. Everyone would benefit from knowing that there are answers to most of the questions. And it's just a matter of being curious and willing to put in the work. So know that you can find it. Know that the information is out there and know that you're capable of doing things that you don't know that you can do. And I'm not a biochemist in any way, shape, or form. I never believed, I never understood, I never even comprehended that I could start a supplement company. And I just found something that was very intriguing to me, and now I'm on the cusp of starting uh, a radical new supplement company. So yeah, just just know that the information is out there and that uh, within each one of us, we have the power to change ourselves to change our families and change, you know, hopefully the world. Hmm. Steve Matheson, thank you so
0: much for joining me today on the Optimal Performance Podcast. It's a pleasure. Thank you.
2: Nice. This episode of the Optimal
0: Performance Podcast is brought to you by Natural Stacks. You need vitamin D. We need vitamin D. We all need vitamin D. The, the research coming out recently about um, treatment for COVID, whatever the hell COVID is or isn't, uh, apparently vitamin D helps a lot. And uh, the most the, the, the products that I trust the most are from Natural Stacks. Uh, they have continued to make amazing products. And uh, they make a vitamin D3 that I've been taking, that my family's been taking just to sure up, just to be sure, just to be sure. I mean, of course, I take a lot of supplements. I take a lot of, I take Senolytics to get rid of zombie cells, but I also take D3 every single day. And my my kids take a a vitamin D supplement as well. So go to Natural Stacks and use the code OPP20 to get 20% off. You might as well stock up on this stuff and um, get it right, get it tight. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, sometimes when I do these end of the episode reads, I like to, uh, like to wax poetic and get silly because if you're still listening, you are a true gangster. (laughs) You are a true performance gangster. Um, what do you, what do you guys think about t-shirts? Anybody interested in t-shirts? I was thinking about doing some, some OPP t-shirts. Uh, if, if you don't, if you kind of haven't gathered by now, uh, I'm the kind of guy who likes to try a lot of different things, uh, not only in, in my own life in biohacking, but also professionally uh, as, a, as a life coach who makes online courses and appears on lots of other podcasts as a, um, as a performance coach and a consultant for various companies kind of around the country. I like to try new things and this thing that we're building, this virtual biohacking assistant uh, very well could be uh, one of the one of the most important things I've ever done and uh, I'm really excited to share it with you and so as a reminder, send me an email send me an email sean at seanmccormick.com and just say I'm in. What else you got if if uh, if you're even still listening to these ramblings, uh, if you haven't yet jumped on and given me a five star review on iTunes it is it is absolutely it is it's it's it means a ton it means a ton to me personally but it also means a ton to the popularity of this of the show which i looked up by the way so if you haven't yet just pause this come back to it i'm still talking some shit uh or don't pause this just go do five stars boop, beep, bop, boop. sean's the best this episode is helpful to me because blah 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 and uh and post that um where is it going? Oh, yeah, I just looked at the podcast ratings. You can look at the global podcast ratings. I should just tell you where it is. And I looked at the OPP, and this is what? Listennotes.com forward slash podcasts. And then you can do a search for the for the podcast that you listen to, and you can see their global ranking, which is pretty sweet. And there's also a listen score, which is uh, you know kind of basically, I guess it's like a quality uh, assessment. Uh, how listenable is it? Uh, I got a 46 out of 100, which... That's not bad, not not awesome. Uh, it's it'd be a failing grade in history in high school, but uh, but you know a lot of really cool podcasts that I love are are around that number, high a little higher, a little lower. But the global rank is kind of cool too, because there's like seven million seven million podcasts, I think is is how many when I last looked. And actually, I'll pull it up right here. And it's one. It's in the top one point five. Yeah, there are one. podcasts globally and mine's in the top 1.5% and it's there because you guys listen to it. It's there because you care about it and you like it. So thank you for that. Thank you for appreciating this podcast. Thank you. If this is the first one you've ever listened to and you're still listening now, welcome to the party. There's a ton of cool stuff. There's a lot, there's a lot of great information that can help you increase your health, be sexier and stronger and smarter and uh, more productive and, and more happy and more organized. So thanks for listening, everybody. I will see you on the internet.